Six Pack Double Feature presents Pick Six, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Insults, oddities, cartoons, it's all there. And of course, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Is that better? Yeah, that yes, was better. Much, God. much better, actually. I, I, I noticed that uh, this time around, that that's her new recording for our upcoming season. Third correct? season, yep, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, how that just cuts out a really little bit. Quickly. It's gonna fade in the show when they hear a little bit of pre-production, and you guys are just—you think this was insults? Good God! <laughs> <laughs> so hey, welcome in. AC it's, Green. It's pick six. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I don't know. Someone played with Magic Johnson. I was just thinking. What's well, a deep reference, magic. bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome in. Uh, it's a it's a it's a new fresh pick six for you guys. One of our very fresh, our special. Mm-hmm. What do they call these? Are they bonus or are they just extra? I guess that means the same thing. But we got uh, special guest in again. Well, actually, let me back up. I'm not Nathan, and I am not Travis, and he's Brock, <laughs> and I'm Brock. <laughs> yeah. And cue the music. Yeah, uh, we, we only we only hear that, correct? We only heard that. Yeah. I'll uh, leave it in. Though. Only with the pictures. Should six. leave it in. Then. I'm going to yeah. leave it in. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should. Okay. Oh shit! Sorry about that, guys. Um, so yeah, HOA Crystal Lake HOA President Brock Stevens Man, with us again. Still haven't got that right yet. Stood up twice now. Nope, sure haven't. Because this Sorry. is going to air before your episode, where your name changes in the episode. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. this is your <laughs> your Boba Fett in the Star Wars. Uh... Right now he's Jango Fett. Yeah. <laughs> right. <that's... laughs> there needs to be not that many clones. In yeah. Oh Indeed. shit! But yeah, so Brock's with us again to uh, talking about Aloha. Pick six directors today. Yeah, it was yeah, his list. Suggestion. He wanted yeah, to yeah. go. Hey, it's let's a good talk list. about some directors. And that, again, like we like we've been doing here lately with these bonus episodes. Nathan thought it would be a good idea to have the people that uh, suggested a pick six come in with us or be on the phone, or whatever, and yeah. do their pick six. So we're going to do directors. So Brock, get yeah. right to it. Start off again. Start hey. off. So again. what's your number six? <laughs> number, number six would be the uh, Fairley Brothers. Oh. Nice. That being said, so um, what was the pause there for everybody? Like, uh, well, uh, I'm trying to. I'm, we've we've had this conversation before. Um, is it fairly or farly? Yeah, is it fairly or farly? Fairly or farly. Um, when did they stop being funny? Mm. Uh-huh. We've also kind of said that. Where I would say after me, myself, and Irene. I think we kind of came really to that. I really enjoyed Me, Myself, and It's Irene. a great movie. Yeah. It's I think that's really where good. we kind of landed on, too, because first I felt like, well, yeah, I haven't really I done anything is. funny since this. And then you're like, no, but they did Kingpin, and then they also did something <laughs> about Mary. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they did that. I'm like, yeah, okay. No, was, there's, there's the last thing they did was... Last thing they did, I think, was... Um, did was that that was stuck on you? Two? Oh, and I haven't oh seen they that. did do Dumb yeah, and Dumber. So they did Dumb and Dumber? I don't really count that. They didn't do that, though. Oh, they didn't? Uh-uh. Okay. No, they, so they I, did yeah. Dumb and Dumber too. I didn't see Stuck on You. I stopped. I, stopped right. with their I stuff did, after. but it, it it's not worth mentioning. Well, I'm going to throw a curve into this episode because I, I I think we should do in directors. I think we should say what their best movie and what their worst movie is. Uh, my personal favorite with them as directing would be Kingpin. Just really? Because yeah, I grew up with it so much, and that was one of the movies me and Keg used to watch on repeat. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And. I still to this day every the now and then cut of bull that? like urn, like big urn McCracken throws the hand out, uh-huh. comes up to the line. <laughs> I catch myself doing that shit at the bowling alley, just because it it's such an iconic scene, like that whole that whole end that final of that tournament where mm-hmm. it's like oh surely Woody's gonna win and big urn comes in and beats the brakes off of him, and <laughs> they play. I forgot and it had been just long enough that when I was watching it 
when we talked about it yeah, yeah. for the episode that you will hear, won't, won't for hear later three. for season three. I forgot. <laughs> I, I completely forgot that uh, that he loses at the end. <laughs> yeah. So they good. play it off like you think he's yeah, going to win. Exactly. And I'm like, well, why Why should he win bowling with a rubber right. hand? Yeah. yeah. The rubber man. Yeah. <laughs> Trojan. Trojan. Tro- sponsored by Trojan. What do you think their uh, worst movie is? I can't say Dumb and Dumber 2 because I, I haven't seen haven't it. I haven't seen I'll it. I'll tell you. They ru- and I know they ruined... I know they ruined probably one of the best jokes, and that's why I didn't want to see the movie. Is when he's uh, when he comes back to him, and he's just his joke is is that he's been in a mental institute for ten or fifteen years. Yeah, and yeah. it was all just a play. Yeah. on yeah, and yeah. I'm like, why would you drop that that joke in in your trailer? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointing, because there really wasn't much. Was that the left. Was that their worst? No. The Three Stooges is their worst. Oh, they did that? Oh. When did they do and that? It's terrible. Um, I want to say it was actually the movie bef- before Dumb and Dumber 2. So, okay. somewhere in the I somewhere in, there, it, in the t- so, 2000s or 2010 so, zone. Okay. So disappointing. Dude. Yeah, disappointing. so disappointing. Um, Sasso can do a good curly, but yeah. it, it's just, it's not. It, like, the, the no movie, one's ever been able to do anything about the Stooges. Was no, it like a and, theatrical thing, or was it yeah, like. Okay. Yeah, because I know. I, I forgot all about and it. And it, it bombed, obviously, but it. They they took a bunch of their shorts and tried to just combine it into one long. Oh, running it wasn't movie. even a biopic. No. Oh, oh no 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 no. Yeah, it was almost like a Blues Brothers kind of thing. Like they were trying to save the orphanage that they were, that they all grew up in, mm. kind of thing. That was, sounds horrible. It, it, and it was. It was extremely disappointing. Well, that's a good. That's a good number so, yeah, six. That's number six. Yeah. Nathan, what's your I, number six? My number six is Christopher Nolan. Okay. Okay. Don't yeah. hate okay, well, my it. number six is... <laughs> I was wondering how many drafts is going to go. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I think he's we'll kind of... I think he's he's kind of created, like, his own genre of what I would call kind of, like, intellectual action films. Sure. I'll, yeah, uh, I'll give you that. Because yeah. it's more of a thinking man's action movie than Total Recall. Well... Uh, okay, you know... Mo, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Starting explosion, Arnold. explosion, death, yeah. death. Yeah, yeah. I, a majority of his films kind of examine the the fundamental like like nature of reality or exploring human morality or um, personal identity, the nature of memory, and so it's just it, it, did he do Memento? It, he, yes. Okay. Yeah. So he goes back and Which is really great yeah, and he also writes a, or used to. I don't know what he does now, but he wrote uh, a few of the, uh, his films with his brother Jonathan, who's I think the showrunner for Westworld right now. So okay. Are you into that Westworld? I watched the first season. I haven't watched the second one. You Brock? I haven't got there yet. I started. I'm going to wait till it ends so I can be disappointed. <laughs> the season ender. That's right. You guys are both Game of Thrones fans. We right? are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No worries. We're not going to get into that. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'll give you that. He's um, his movies have a definite like kind of grayscale feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're gritty. And well, yeah. what I like. What I like, but that he solid. also does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does not rely on. He relies very little on computer graphics. He mm-hmm. likes to do a lot of his stuff. Yeah, in practical. Camera. Yeah, I didn't know effects. that. So you told me that about Batman. The and semi- I appreciate that. Yeah, like, oh, I, I love that. Yeah, the I'm, semi-flip. Yeah, yeah, that's just, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, it was that. Um, if you've seen Inception, that when the when they're running down that hallway and it yeah. kind of tilts on its side, that's an entire yeah set set piece. that yeah. just spins. That's cool. You know that. That takes talent to be able to get a Absolutely. team to put that together Absolutely. and then try to shoot in it. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, when you, whether you do computer graphics or or uh, 
computer effects or in-camera stuff, I mean, you still got to employ people. But that puts, I think that puts so many more people to work because you got to build the set and then run it and safety and, and you got to design it. I don't know. I just I love in-camera stuff. Me too. It's because we grew up with it. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, good computer stuff has its place. If but it, yeah, like Jurassic Park effects, like when that first came out, like still CGI. Hold, still hold well, it still yeah. holds up because most they, of it they was meshed practical. that. Yeah. They meshed the line between practical and then CGI. So right. the stuff that you're, you're seeing, you're not sure because is it a, yeah. a giant What's robot that? head? Exactly, so. yeah. What is Nolan's best movie, in your opinion? I'd probably say Memento. Okay. I like almost all of his work. If I were to say what I thought his worst film is, is probably Insomnia. And even that... That's I, a good movie. Dude. I still... But on a scale right. of that all those... No, one? or I would That's make, you Pacino know... and Robin Williams. Okay, no, yeah. You yeah. know, I take that back. Yeah. I would probably say Dark Knight Rises. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm with it's you there. probably his worst movie just because it's really hard to sum up a trilogy. <sighs> mm. He did better than a lot, but it's still... Still not great. It's still not great. So, yeah. I'm well, going to redact have... my answer and go with Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Fair enough. Um, all right, Batfan, save your letters. Yeah. Because he's... <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I wrote right here, I said, regardless of how some people in this room see it, Travis. Yep. He was able to successfully reboot, reinvent, or reimagine Batman and made the films intelligent and thoughtful while grounding the character in a realistic world. And I thought that yeah, was a, I don't that was a great approach. You just don't just care. Don't, the bad voice is not your. Yeah, no, no. I don't the bad voice is annoying. I don't need Batman singing death metal. Like, I'm not <laughs> cool with that. Yeah. That's a good. He made a great, like, standalone comic book movie. That I would put in my pick six easily. I would put the Dark Knight in there. The series, but the yeah. voice is disappointing. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, well, that's bad. a good number six. That's a good. So no, that's no, my no number six. six. No one's good. My number six is John Waters. So close. Almost used. So close. You a fan, Nathan? Not. I can't say I'm a fan because I really I'm not sure if I've seen much of any of his stuff. It's, I uh, know who he is. I'm, I haven't seen his entire catalog, but the the ones Pretty I've close. seen, man, they're just. What. He, Every director has a motif, whether they know it or not. Like um, uh, Spielberg does the his standard shot of being uh, in the mirror, right? In a, in a mirror or in a reflection or right. something. Yeah, and something. John Waters or, and Cronenberg um, um, always sets his films in Toronto, right? John Waters always sets his Baltimore, yeah, right? Okay, or I think, Maryland. There's probably, oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah okay. it's it's Maryland. Bal- it's, there's probably an exception, yeah. but they're typically they're always in Baltimore, and I, I just think that's cool. That's a nod to his hometown, and you don't hear. Most shit's not based in Baltimore. No, yeah. It's just, it's yeah, just interesting. The Wire. <laughs> the Wire. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's just, he's got this right amount of trashy and sexy and Man, Tracy sexy. Lords, dude. Yeah. Kathleen yeah, Turner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it's more trashy. Off, can you it's name way, off some of his films? Because I... Hairspray. Okay. Pink Flamingo. I haven't seen Pink Flamingo. How have you not? And it's just an asshole just mouthing it. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> It's. <laughs> I guess we're gonna watch that later. And, and what do we say? Step brothers. Step brothers. Yeah. Step brothers and, and yeah, the yeah. talking asshole. Go. Um, Pecker. Oh yeah, with uh, Eddie Furlong. Yep. Um, Cry baby. Cry baby. Serial mom is my favorite. Of Serial his movies. mom. Yeah. Yeah. I know all of the movies, but I have not gone around to see any of those. Man, they're 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 tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. And they're they're saccharine, kind of like a tabloid. I've seen um, him more when he's being interviewed on certain things than yeah, I've actually he's, seen his films because he, he's got the pencil yeah. mustache mm-hmm. and I just lo- I love his style I love character yeah. and look yeah. and love his aesthetic and he's got a really good like spoken 
spoken word stand up. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Really? It's called uh, I think it's called Filthy Words or something. Something that actually, yeah, I can't yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. It's really good though. He's really good at just being grotesque, mm-hmm. but grotesque is a good in, word. A, in a in a very artful style. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like yep. like Vine eating a piece of shit. Like <laughs> legit piece of shit. You're um, not selling me. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, just, it, it's it's an acquired taste. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I ch- you're not watch, watch Crybaby. Crybaby's good. I think that's like, Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. That'd be a good way to start. Yeah. I think saying that, I think people might disagree if they like John Waters. I think Crybaby's his best movie. Yeah, but if it, people are going to say Hairspray, yeah, because that was his first big right. It'd be a big hit. I don't but if really you're know. into him for like is the, the actual movie the trash, Hairspray? They're going to say Pink Flamingos. Sorry, is the actual original? film a musical or was it developed into a musical no it was a musical, it was a musical? Okay. Yeah. that's why i don't yeah i don't want to I say it's his sure. worst i yeah, just yeah, yeah, i hate yeah. musicals so i will say hairspray yeah. yeah i don't think he he's he knows his he knows what he's to do like he doesn't he's not gonna he's not gonna go you know what i think the next thing i'm gonna try to do is lord of the rings he yeah he knows his he stays in his he lane stays yeah, in his he's lane, aware yeah. of what lane he's in yeah um so that's that's my number six john waters brock who's your number five uh somebody that i'm pretty sure none of you are, uh, it's hayao miyazaki did he do audition no he, is he, he does is he japanese yes, horror he, no, no he's no, irish he is ja- <laughs> he's japanese animation he animation, does um, okay. the studio Ghibli films which um i'm trying to figure out what would be i mean i'm sure if you my girl's the one that turned me on to him, sure. and Lennon, Lennon enjoys him too. He makes like family animation, but with like more mature themes and the like the the background kind of thing. Hentai, like, yeah. So. Well, no, no, no tentacle <laughs> monster banging or any of that. No, um, but uh, he he's got a movie called Spirited Away. That's oh, I, I am familiar s- with that. I don't think I've ever seen that, I think but I've, I've seen it in that. Such a good movie, man. It that's were... what she actually showed. That's the first movie she showed me. She was like, okay. "I think you'll like this," and showed it to me. Is it in English? In it subtitled. Uh, they have English dubs, okay. like with which one English? Pretty or solid, <laughs> pretty solid, like English actors. And you got to watch like, it. Get a bunch Japanese, of big names. Japanese subtitles. And um, Studio Ghibli's in some sort of uh, cahoots with Disney. Oh, okay. So like that—that's their They're... main American distributor is okay. Disney. So. so when Disney launches their channel later this right. year, it'll be available. It'll be on there. Yeah. What's his best? Uh, I like Spirited Away. Okay, the best. Um, he's got another one called Princess. Mon- Mononoke, I think is how you say it. An- another title I'm aware but of. But it's I just like, a, yeah, and it's family okay. oriented, but there's like, there's some pretty brutal violence in it. Like, okay. you know, kind of like a war kind of thing. But it's real, like, the morals of the story are always really, really good. Like, you know, like saving the earth kind of thing, or just, you know, all of his all of his movies have a deeper plot than what is on given. Surface. You know okay. what I mean? But it's, he's, he's really, really, really good. Like, as far Does, as. Do you think he's got a worse good. film? I, I've I've watched one that I didn't really care for, and it was like Kiki's Delivery Service or some nonsense <laughs> like that. So I'm Kiki. So yeah, that that'd be my number five. Say his name. Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. Right. Say it again. Hayao Miyazaki. And you, and I looked that pronunciation up before I came in here today. So <laughs> brought brought sure in I'm a right. foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's good because I did not pick any. Uh, foreign directors on this list i mean so. what's foreign well international okay. not american I mean, or it just it, it, his yeah. his movies really like get you yeah they're good they're, they're, they kick your heart right in the crotch kick, yeah dead shot <laughs> what's your number five nathan robert zemeckis bobby z bobby, bobby z. z okay <laughs> i think he gets confused his movies get confused with spielberg a lot 
Because he got his, a lot of um, executive produced by Spielberg, yeah, absolutely. And that, which yeah. is good for good and it's bad good for, for him. good for him. But when he kind of stepped away from that, he kind of went on his own path. I think the problem now with the past ten to fifteen years is he really focuses a little too much sometimes on visuals mm-hmm. or motion capture. Yeah, and what, so what exactly is motion capture? Just it's where you you see those guys with oh with the balls, and, ping yeah. pong balls all over yeah. the body, Gollum, yeah, yeah. 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 Gollum. Adapted into that animation, Thanos. so it captures everything that they're moving. So you, you're supposed to see a more fluid movement. Right. He was definitely one of my favorite directors in in the '80s and probably Absolutely. most of the '90s. What's the short list? Um, what are his top three? Back to the future. Without back, to, not back to the future. Okay, you want to take out Back to the Future? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's done Romancing the Stone. Great movie. Um, mm-hmm. he did Forrest Gump. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. he did okay. Forrest Gump. Uh, Cast Away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done. Oh, who framed Roger? Who framed yeah. Roger? Did Rabbit? he do Roger? Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's probably like if I have to take Back to the Future off the table. Mm-hmm. Who framed Roger Rabbit is probably my favorite of his films. He's probably he probably pioneered the. I don't know if he pioneered it, but he kind of brought it back into um, with Back to the Future when he decided he was going to do two and three because uh-huh. it was going to be a trilogy. Yeah, he was one of the first to hey, let's shoot it back to back. Yeah, we have these guys we got everybody on contract let's just knock it out do yeah. it all and it's done and we can release the two movies within six months of each yeah. other you know and i think that really helps the movie too what I, what i really like about people it, look the same continuity. yeah, yeah continuity the, the, really the feel helps stays with fresh yeah. yeah it helps but it was also really smart because um when he did castaway it's very much in two halves. Oh yeah, and so he had to shoot everything with oh, that's right. with mm-hmm. fat Tom Hanks or <laughs> right. thick Tom Hanks. Yeah, and then he had to go. All right, now Tom, you need to go on a diet. Yeah, because we need this to be real. Yeah, start and grow yourself. your hair out because right. you you remember seeing some of those like clips where he was he, coming in and he was looking ragged and hair was and beard because oh, yeah. that was all Disheveled. real. Disheveled. Yeah. And yeah. so in the time frame of him, I don't know what that that time frame that he waited to shoot the other half of that film. But uh, I think it was like a better part. It of may the have year. been. I think so. Uh, yeah, I he went. That. He did what lies beneath, and so oh. he he went back to kind of his horror roots because I know that he did um, some. I don't know if it was Tales from the Crypt, but he did some stuff. He with did like do Tales some, from the Crypt, or some stuff with TV with yeah. the show or whatever. And so in the in that time, he kind of went back. I'm like, I'm going to make a really good, fun little thriller. And so he's like, which is a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And some of it is practical, some of it is visual. Yeah. And he just works really well on those. Michelle just Pfeiffer. Kinda, right? oh, yeah. yeah. Michelle those Pfeiffer, cheap huh? scares. Those yeah. really good. Yeah, I'd love. Yeah, there's a couple what good lies like, is really good. face like, morphing yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, was real yeah. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, real, That's a good real pick. Real creepy. Bobby's Mechas. Bobby Z. Uh, my number five is Alfred Hitchcock. I did not go with that. I all I seriously considered it and decided, nah, I'm going to hold off. Um, Someone might pick that. <laughs> yeah, I got I got one token, one that I'm sure. Brock's like, Fuck. <laughs> nope. I restrained myself. <laughs> I went deep. I went deeper on the horror genre. We uh, I don't know that he necessarily invented the suspense genre. Yeah, damn close. Perfected it. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? There were there were suspenseful movies prior to, but he, the way he gets in your head and uses your own. Psyche against you. Oh, and yeah. People really will, people the will craft. swear you see Linda. Uh, Linda. Uh, I was going to get name. stabbed. Yeah. What the hell is her name? It's Janet Lee. Yeah. The, they'll swear you see her get stabbed with the knife and you yeah. don't. And you psycho. Don't. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he was the first guy to have a toilet shown in film. 
yeah, it was, I weird. Think it was he's like he's got a you. That is odd, an odd piece of trivia yeah, that yeah. I always found that out. It was funny. I'm like, yeah, who's the first major motion picture to feature a toilet? Because you have to show the fact that she's flushing down the. What was she flushing? Receipts it wasn't or money? But it was. It was receipts. It was receipts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we all knew kind of what Psycho was before we saw it, just of because of the cultural phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. But even knowing that, and you're still, and that's a scary scene, sure. man. When she when she goes in the basement and and turns the chair around and and the light oh, boom yeah. spinning around yeah, the, and, but the then Norman, and Norman comes yeah. in yes. in and drag the, or whatever the silhouette and, yeah. like, I don't have yeah. the dress on yet but and it's yeah. that's kind of why the reveal is like it yeah. is it I, works he, really well he take you right to that edge man and then you're like what is it, what is it? Oh, boom she's dead oh shit yeah. well, he was powerful enough at that time that he could um basically influence the theaters to keep people from going in after it started he bought as many copies of the book Psycho as he could, so people wouldn't know the ending. That's a dick move. That's, yeah, it's a dick move, but it's great. He was like, sort of, he was sort of, I don't know personally, like himself, but he was sort of a brutal oh, yeah, he was filmmaker. A, he oh, got yeah, he was Tippy Hedren. A lot of people, oh, yeah. a lot of people did not like him. Yeah, yeah. But personally, he still had, yeah. he still had faithful like character, like actors in his stable that still made stuff like James right. Stewart. And, oh yeah, um, and so because obviously, yeah, because Rear Window, Rear is, probably Window is my, my favorite. I, yeah. Rear Window that's, is my personal favorite. That's what I was going to say. That's probably his best film. Because one of, one, I mean, that's one of my earliest memories of watching a movie and actually being like, like mm-hmm. you know, on the edge of your seat, mm-hmm. like butthole clinch kind of and thing. And you still like, do it to this day. Ooh, yeah. yeah, it's oh yeah. One, the fact that they were able to keep that movie in that apartment right mm-hmm. they yeah. never move never out never go yeah. anywhere yeah and it's such a good flick have you guys like, seen the Christopher Reeve uh, version mm, of that no I know he did like it made for TV was it made for TV I think really? so after his accident no, yeah, yeah. No. I thought that was a he, cool use he of acted in it so, and yeah. directed it I haven't I seen it yet. I, I haven't either I'm, I'm scared because I don't I, I want to always remember Christopher Reeve as Superman no not necessarily well oh. yeah but I want to remember his work you know I don't want yeah. something like standing. that to tarnish it yeah I remember him standing um, and I love uh, Hitchcock's motif of always for a second or two or several seconds but he's in, in every one of his movies yeah does a cameo yeah kind of like a Stephen King thing Stephen King uh, Tarantino does it Stan Lee Stan Lee well he doesn't direct the movies well but, no but neither does Stephen yeah. King but yeah he did kind of start Incorporated He's, people. He, That's why you see him at the end of the credits trying to get on the bus in Psycho because they knew by 1960 people were looking for his cameo. Yeah. Right. And he wanted to get it out of the way so people weren't distracted by looking when he was going to show up. Yeah. See, I that's, 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 that's putting yeah, a thought that, into his yeah, exactly. cameo. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But Hitchcock, Hitch, he's my number five. Rock, what's your number four? Number four would be my token one, and that would be Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Um, That's good. I did not go there too. I, did, I, 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 I almost I, did. I'm like, I'm gonna. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like I said, it's kind of a given, you know, with all the. He was an acquired taste for me. Really. It mm-hmm. depending on the movie, it took like some films. It took at least two to three viewings yeah. before I really got what he was. And getting I still at. don't really like Barry L- L- London. Lydon, Linden. Barry Linden. Linden. Barry Linden. I mean, I, I need I to go back and rewatch it. it. I was listening to a podcast how where he was really breaking down a lot of yeah. how he shot those films because it was made to look like oh yeah authentic the, as possible well not just authentic as possible he wanted the pacing as uh, as much as accurate and and right. for that time period that's yeah, yeah, why yeah. it's so long and yeah, so slow yeah but it's been it's i would gorgeous. say it's been 10 years since i've watched never that. seen it is it, i'm not a huge fan of his so as far as like cinematography he's, wise yeah stuff, he's an acquired is, taste man. you know but like this like the staples like the shining and like i can remember 
from Dave's video, getting a Clockwork Orange, mm -hmm. not knowing any idea what the hell I was Absolutely. getting into. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. popping it in and being like, holy shit. And what then you I, had to watch it again going, I didn't catch everything yeah, that they were doing. What exactly. were they? Because it was, not, it was British and they had their own language. Exactly. You know, and I was like, oh, what the hell are they yeah. talking about? Yeah. I need to go back. But what, are, the, what are brutes? The whole, you know? Yeah, yeah. The whole, the, the, the dichotomy milk, of it. The titty milk bar, yeah, you know, like <laughs> that just, were laced with uh, LSD or something. Yeah, Is that yeah, what it was? I think so. Because it was supposed to be set in the future, but they never specified, like, when. It was like utopian future, but they never really gave you a time frame. Yeah, of when. it was almost like a just post-apocalyptic area. It was my first introduction just, to Malcolm McDowell, too, yeah. because I was used to seeing him like gray spiky haired yeah, or white right. spiky haired yeah, not yeah, yeah. you know super young, young yeah, punk. I just, yeah punker what i don't like about the shining is how far it deviates from the source material of course and it just becomes the jack nicholson show but well see and i it but if you stand a, yeah it's it, an adaptation it's a stanley, it's a, yeah, it's the stanley I, show is what it is yeah. well he, yeah. he took the, a lot of the, liberties <laughs> it's the stanley he's another show is brutal with his actresses he's, he's the one that will do dude. like 200 takes yeah. to break down aka shelly duvall he drove her who, nuts yeah, she, drove her to the psych ward yeah but uh, his but i'm with you his movies are like they're beautiful to look at they're they're epic his, like it's, yeah. it's, it's a trip man like his it's, framing is, yeah it's so he good. uses it's spot on so the way he, like you can know you know what you're watching almost you can you know yeah. What I mean? yeah yeah like I love and I hate 2001 yep same because way because it hurts my head Never trying saw to it. figure it out but just watching it visually Gorgeous. it is so it's incredible the, like those, the, like old school special effects. effects? Yeah. yeah, those old school special effects. I still go, even when I've heard how it was done, I still go, how the hell, how the did, hell? They, <laughs> did they do that? Because it is, it's it's crazy. Like to think about like the outside looking in kind of thing. Like, yeah, like the whole you know spinning room. Like, or how that, did that they get that pin just to float in the exactly. when they're on the plane or yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah, like how did they figure that out? It's wild man. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was way ahead of his time, but that, but and that I agree hurt, with it hurts that. my I brain. Agree with that. Yep. Totally. Like too. every yeah. five to seven years, I will pull that movie back out and I will watch it. Two thousand one. Yeah, and then I will go. Why did I watch? Why did I do this? <laughs> yeah, I showed my girl's little brother because he's <laughs> he. I, I've shown him a lot of things. I showed him Clockwork Orange, and he ended up writing like a thesis paper about it in his high school. But I showed him Clockwork or two thousand one, and he was like, "This is what I've been hearing about." Like he didn't. He got it, but he didn't understand it because he couldn't appreciate what was being shown for the time period of when it was made, kind of thing. Sure. So he was just like, "I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is." <laughs> I was like, well, "So, what is your, it. what's your favorite of his films?" Clockwork Orange. Least favorite. Barry Lyndon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick is. That's a good four. Yeah. That's a good. Uh, what's yours, Nathan? My number four, well, we, we talk about Alfred Hitchcock, the master of his craft for suspense, and we go with one guy who tr really tried to be Alfred Hitchcock, but just not as good, and his name is Brian De Palma. Oh, okay. De Palma. All right. Okay. I, I love his craft. I love his camera work. Oh, yeah. If he can find the right material that doesn't have too much sex or boobs or things of that nature, yeah. and if he's not writing the script... <laughs> Usually, if he if he if he touches the film as little as possible, yeah. Well, if he's one. behind the camera, but he's not necessarily writing it, right? Um, then yeah, I would say it, he can really make a decent picture. But it's only a handful, in my opinion. There are way more movies that he's done 
that I don't like yeah. or haven't cared for, but there's like f- there's like six or seven that I just fucking love. Oh yeah. What he does, like he's got like three specific like uh trademarks that he does. What are they? Uh, one is the overhead crane shot. He always has one of those in his film. Okay. So depending okay. on the movie, there's always one where the camera like the, will like either the refugee already camp yeah, and scarface. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that and I think you see it when he's in the hot tub. Yeah. As well, he does yep. that. He does it at least once. He may do it more than once too. Right. Um the second one <laughs> is uh the split diopter shot. It's got a Oh, <clears throat> this is happening over here. Foreground and background. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 He really liked to do split screen. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes he he got to the point where it was almost overkill because you see a lot of With split, Scarface. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see a lot of split screen, not necessarily in Scarface. You do see a lot of it in Carrie, oh, depending yeah. on oh, what yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes well, it works. In in a while, it works though. really well. But he loves to do. He loves to have the. I want something in the foreground and I want something right. in the background, but I both want them in focus. Yeah, focus on this, but this. But is hey, going down this over is here. going down over here. Right. And the longer the shot is held, you're like, what is he going for? What is he implying with this? Or he just really wants to get. Hey, the guy's grabbing the ice pick because it's way in the foreground. But then you also see the person walking down the market way down that right. way. There's and a, so you know someone's following yeah, yeah. him. And yeah, the, the way they build up that type of suspense, the way he drags out the suspense. Like in Carrie, Ugh, leaves you hanging. In Carrie, yeah, oh I've, yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Carrie, but I really love that last 20 minutes where it's just the buildup. Like you know that bucket of blood Bedlam's is there, about, yeah. and the camera is just moving around and moving. Around. And they said that the move do that entire shot where they move the camera around everywhere in that prom scene. They said it took like just a day for him to I set up it. that whole shot. Because it is one continuous like the, shot. Of yeah, the all produced. Of the, yeah, he yeah. likes to do that. He likes to do the tracking shot or the long take, which is his yeah. third uh, trademark. But what I loved about Carrie is he was talking. I ended up conveniently watching a documentary about him yesterday. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> which was helpful. Helps. Yeah. <laughs> and so he said that the producers came on set for Carrie, and they were pissed why it was taking so long. He's like, "Look, do you want to get on the camera and do this?" Right. If you don't, I need to do this and I need to do it right. It's going to take a day to set everything up to right. shoot it right. But how he builds up that suspense and that tension before it drops, you're just like, get, get on. Yeah. yeah. My favorite of his films is probably a tie between Carlito's Way oh, I forgot all about that. and yeah. The Untouchables. Oh, the Untouchables. Yeah, yeah, the Untouchables. Those, in my opinion, are his two. Like I he was firing on, so on, also, all, on yeah, cylinders yeah. for him. Right. Because he was able to do the craft that he could do. He didn't write the script. Right. My favorite of his is Phantom of the Paradise. I figured you were going to go there. Um, well, oh, I a really good the, example the of guy? that. That split yeah. screen with the bomb when he sets yes. the bomb. That's, I was going to say. I loved that. That, yeah. that was awesome. You seen that movie? Like, I don't think so. Phantom of the Paradise? Yeah. The guy who plays the Phantom, I didn't realize he was doing like short films and independent films with uh, it's William something, the one who plays the Phantom eventually. Mm-hmm. And he's in a fair amount of his movies throughout his the Palm, entire career. Yeah, we talked about this at some point. Yeah. It was um, it was interesting. I'm like, hey, that guy's face looks familiar. And then I went back and pulled up his name and went, oh, he was the guy that was in Phantom yeah. of the Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise, it's uh He got sued like four different times for that. Sort of a Rocky Horror-ish vibe. It came out a year before. Okay. It's like glammy rock opera version of Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Um, great soundtrack. Paul Williams, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, is yeah. in it and wrote, wrote the music. a lot of the songs. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, that's my favorite of his, uh, and my least favorite would be Scarface. I think that's one of the most overrated movies of all time. 
I don't think I can understand why it's over. Uh, people think it's overrated. I um, love it for what it is because some I of the stuff too. that he does for the violence when he when he pushes the camera out of the apartment, yeah. right before with the he's trying to start Ch- up the chainsaw yeah, and everything. Oh, you can hear it. Oh, yeah, and it goes down so and it yeah. goes down. I mean, to that's, his buddy yeah, sitting that's a cool in the car, shot. trying he's, to holler yeah. at a chick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it comes back around. I'm like, that's just so creative because you're like, why are you leaving? leaving. Yeah, <laughs> shit's about to go down. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, get yeah. real right now. And the camera just goes right. We're through. gonna go over here now. Oh, yeah. How when he draws that stuff out, yeah, but. His worst film? No, it's really hard to say because uh, I would say Femme Fatale. Two th- yeah, I don't think I've heard it was it. horrible. It was so, horrible. I remember seeing that in the theater, going, "All right, I think I'm done with the Palma." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think we ought to be. We've talked about it for 15 <laughs> minutes here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Today's pick six is Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma, what? Just Brian De Palma. Um, I'll go really fast on my other three. You ready? <laughs> uh, so De Palma, oh. you're number four. My number four is Blake Edwards. Pink Panther. Yeah. Okay. Um, ten. He did ten. He did. Uh, he did do ten. He did one of my favorite movies uh, called Sob. I don't know if I've seen that. It's a scathing sort of, not scathing, but it's a kind of pokes the finger in the eye of the, the film industry. The dad from Empty Nest is in it. Okay. He plays like a washed up director who is trying to make a comeback by using his ex-wife, who's played by Julie Andrews, to do her first topless scene in a movie. Uh-huh. Which works in it. It's a kind of meta. Right. Because she actually, Julie Andrews, does it topless. Like, so Mary Poppins boobs. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's you're weird. Like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like, I don't want to see Mary Poppins boobs. Yeah. I know. You know. Um, but oh, it's yeah. funny. I, I can get that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think a spoonful of sugar could help I don't that. Think it's, <laughs> it's a funny, bitter... Oh, you need the spoonful of sugar. Is that why? <laughs> yeah. Just stab at Give the, me the meds. Stab at the film industry. And it's um it's got his whoever his director of photography was, just he he got things just they almost kinda just glowed mm-hmm. just a little bit. And uh he kept Peter Sellers in, yeah. in work for at least yeah. a decade. Absolutely. <laughs> the last decade that made him even remotely relevant. I correct? yeah, yeah. I yeah. would say SOB is my favorite movie of his. Well, he died. And they tried to use some unused footage to do like the final Pink Panther. Oh, that's horrible! This, really? The, and whatever they didn't, you just saw the back of Peter Sellers. Peter, it was bad. Of, yeah, it had his Clouseau, name. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do it on purpose, but they his name was on it. Blake it's Edwards, it's Panther, very so. much a studio. Hey, let's use all the footage that we cash didn't. grab. Yeah, yeah it's horrible. Blatant yeah. cash grab. You don't yeah. you don't realize how bad it is when you're a kid, but then you go back and watch it when you're older, going, "Oh, this is f-ing stupid. Yeah, it's bad." <laughs> yeah. It's like, which one had? Didn't the police chief jumping into a pool that was full of jello? I think that's the second one. Okay. But uh, Blake Edwards, my number four. Brock, what's your number three? My number three is Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I know the Probably, name. Does it ring a bell? Because he uh, does more kind of independent stuff. No, no? he was big or, in the... I know the name. It's uh, Child's Play. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, Fright Night. Um, oh, Fright Night. Uh, he okay. did uh, Langoliers. That's right. Oh, and that's... That, that's like one of my favorite Stephen King movies. Same. It's so good. I love that so movie. So good. So that, what was but, it? Uh, miniseries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV, TV miniseries. You seen it, Nathan? Uh, which one? Langoliers. No. Oh, so good. It's 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 one of my favorite Stephen King TV movie. TV like, movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah TV miniseries. Two parter. The two long the, as hell. The, the big ones that I always watched were Stand. Um, the Stand and um, what's the one? It's like a two or three parter. Late nineties. It. 
where winter hits this like a huge st- oh the, the perfect the, not perfect storm it's the storm of the century storm of the century, century. I didn't see that, that one yeah yeah but uh, home dude ruined my childhood with <laughs> child's play <laughs> <laughs> he he was the one that introduced me to terror like yeah uh, yeah I've 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 yet in all my years of watching horror movies I've never been as scared as I've been by this man like do you think it's because you were a kid because surely of course surely of course child's play can't be scary now no yeah. not at all okay but just it hit just you the at subtle, the right time exactly yeah. and the subtle shots he did and shit like you know the the whole first 35 minutes of it it's you don't ever see chucky actually alive you don't ever see any of that you just see like a hand or kind of like the shark, you know, and jaws. shark and jaws and then when you do see him he's starting to become human mm-hmm. so the doll is starting to look more menacing starting to look more human like gotcha and then just slow descent kind yeah, of thing. yeah and then it gets to the point like and that and and the first one too keeps away from the slapstick kind of shit like horror movies always did that the first one was always i mean it had its horror. moments probably yeah but... it, well it has a couple of, well, i mean insults 1.5 yeah and then you have like <laughs> one other little you know one-liner that chuck Hughes says but same shit happened with freddie yeah ex- exactly it, it, first it, it, one it, it, hateful second one gay third cartoon cartoon so and he means gay because the guy's gay in the second one freddie movie yeah it's horrible not because he's gay it's just a horrible movie yeah. but um but yeah, yeah, Tom Holland is my number three because he scared the shit out of me. What's your number three, Nathan? See if you can bring this one in under 15 minutes. <laughs> Why don't you save it, asshole? <laughs> Why don't you save it? <laughs> What's your number three? Uh, 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 my number three is Billy Wilder. I know the name. We talked about him before. I can't. I'm having a little trouble, too. Yeah. I was wondering if I was like, all right, I finally did it. That's dumb. <laughs> um, you ever seen, uh, let's see here. I got Double Indemnity, Lost Weekend, Sunset Boulevard. The, the Sunset noir Boulevard. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Double, Some, in, Double, Double Indemnity has got to be one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Not seen it. Oh, that dude. was him. Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> Film noir. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Some Sorry. Like, Some yeah. Like It Hot, The Apartment. Um, oh, I know you, I know you love I The love Apartment. apartment. Sabrina. The teenage witch? Some, yes. <laughs> he was basically a master, master in his craft who kind of opted to focus on writing. I was going to say, he than, was very character-driven, huh? He was very character-driven. He chose to avoid uh, elaborate like setups mm-hmm. and kind of tone down the, technic, uh, the technical aspects of the filmmaking in order to make the story and character sure. more... Almost you know, like he prominent. wanted to make. It's almost like he wanted to make a good movie. Yeah, well, but you know, <laughs> at the time that he was doing these things, there was like you know Orson Welles and Alfred Alfred Hitchcock, who are very technical craft oriented directors. Right. And so he was just like, I want to focus on the story. I want to focus on the writing because the audience won't get distracted by all this a bunch of candy sp- special yeah, shit right. that you're watching. Yeah, yeah. Focus on the characters. He crossed a lot of boundaries in films that nobody had really done at the time how many toilets did he show on camera? he did mm-hmm. not show any toilets <laughs> but he addressed uh alcoholism in a serious manner with the lost weekend uh he kind of had like a satirical look on on hollywood and and washed up movie stars with sunset boulevard okay um is that uh who's in that that's william holden okay and i can't remember the actress that is the washed back yeah it's it's been a long time i'm ready for my close-up mr demille that's that's from sunset boulevard um setting up like the standard for film noirs with double indemnity god that movie's um 
If I have it, dude, I'll let you borrow it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. He also made some you know really good comedies like The Apartment and Some Like It Hot. I mean, the big thing with Some Like It Hot, you know, that kind of examined and played with the ideas of like homosexuality and cross-dressing that you never saw in right. a film before. <laughs> I think that's like mid to late 50s. So, oh, shit. I, mean, I thought it was in the 60s. No, even I think still. It, I think it was even, late yeah, I think it was late 50s. Yeah. Cuz it had Marilyn Monroe and then it had She's in uh, the apartment? Uh no. no. Some, oh, some like it hot. I knew she's in some like it hot. Yeah. No, she's not in the apartment. But I mean, <laughs> he also the the other achievements that he was able to do is that he's won like six Oscars. Okay. Um best film or favorite film is The Apartment. I don't know if I could say what a worst film is because sure. the amount of films that he's still done that I haven't seen, so I can't really answer that question. But I would probably okay. say uh, The Apartment and Double Indemnity. I just got yeah. that on Blu-ray about a Double week Indemnity? ago. Again, yeah, I had special seen it so long. Oh uh, yeah, a couple oh. of commentary tracks. Uh, I like forty-five minute. Yeah, it's really good. Forty-five minute documentary. So no, that's good. Did I come um, in under fifteen? Douche. Seven or eight. Uh, my number three is probably going to surprise you, Nathan, because uh, it's Sergio Leone. Oh wow! Okay, uh, it's dubious for me because it's uh, I love his aesthetic. I love his look. I almost did that. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't like is how long it takes. He just his dude, run that shit through the editing machine once. One more time. Yeah. Does it drawn out kind of like De Palma stuff? No, no De Palma like at least his... De Palma at least has music and other stuff happening. Leon, yeah, <laughs> Leon just the one I always come back to. Brock is the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That scene at the end when it's just like eyes, yeah. eyes, yeah. eyes. Yeah, eyes, the music eyes, doesn't eyes, capture eyes. you. No, because um, I'm Are like you're. There's something wrong with yeah. you. Get to it, yeah. but like, I'm there. Like that, I, I, oh, that's amazing. That's, that's it, it, no, I mean the, the music gets me, but it's. Okay, I'm here. Hey, can okay, we talk cool. about I'm, some more things about you don't like about the director I, you wanted to pick? <laughs> I'm interested in the movie. Here we go. Okay, cool. Fucking nothing's happening. Fuckin nothing's still happening. Okay, okay, this guy's coming in. Now they're going to have a shootout. Still not, no, still nothing. Okay. But it looks like a Western on like a different planet. Cause yeah. He's in Italy. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, yeah. and I think Italy they shot Spain. it. Well, they, they're Italy Italian Westerns, but I think they shot a lot of that stuff in, in Spain, yeah. And I, I love him for just for the look of his films. And if they would cut an hour out of them, I think they would be they'd move faster. Yeah, the first um, two are considerably yeah. shorter than. The and I the think um, it's it's kind of like uh, watching a graphic novel, the way he frames stuff and a lot of his long shots and his locations. Have you watched the, Once Upon a Time in the West? Yes. That's, yeah. That that one to me is amazing, but it's also has all of those. Flaws in. I won't call them like, flaws. Well, I just, no, it's just his. I just, he I just don't takes, like his, it. he it's takes his, his time. time. It's yeah, his style. It's, it's his thing. And That's I appreciate what, that. Yeah. It just. Have you seen the uh, '30s Jewish gangsters? The um, Once Upon a Time in America. That was, I think, his last film. It was like made in '84. I have not. I might have to let you borrow. I like that his westerns. So you can fall asleep. I like to look. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like good. To, but I like it's to long. look at his westerns. Um, but like Sergio Leone, it's, it's my number three. I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get back and 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 watch him again. It's been a couple of years, and try to. Because I remember you texting me about it. Ah, oh, these are good, but God, so long. Um, <laughs> my favorite, probably Once Upon a Time in the West. Just 
Uh, no, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, it's good and bad. I still have to go with the good and bad, the ugly. And I'm Hard like, I think, it. I honestly <laughs> think that if uh, they had made Once Upon a Time in the West and Eastwood had still been under contract mm-hmm. or had taken you the offer, you wouldn't have Charles Bronson. You wouldn't have gotten, gotten and he's not bad in it. It's yes, just is. no. I don't know, but it's a, it would it would be a completely different type um, of film, and I think it would be significantly better. Brock, what's your number two? Uh, my number two would be David Cronenberg. Nice, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, another movie, or actually another director that really just scared the shit out of you. Scared the hell. I mean, blew my mind. Like in scanners. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because like we've talked about before, um, my parents weren't. They didn't care what I watched. Apparently. He had so, a different type of take on horror, man. man. It 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 wasn't schlocky. Visual, it was very, very uh, just very Canadian. Your, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but just yeah, it's the the practical effects in it and everything just popped your eyes open. Like it was it was like a car crash. You couldn't look away from. You it know, makes it kind of, it gives it gravity. Yeah, real state. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's a real dude, right? Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, when you see a dude, you know, stick his head inside of a TV. Or talking about Videodrome, yeah, that's a man, great movie. That's man. my favorite Cronenberg. Is it really? Yes, yeah. Easy. I remember having that on and being weirded out and couldn't finish so it. Weird, and man, I, I wanted so to go weird. back and watch it, and I couldn't. It's not. I couldn't find it on, streaming anymore, and it really pissed me off. It's not Naked Lunch weird. Okay, I haven't seen Naked but, Lunch. I, I haven't seen Naked Lunch either. Sheesh. I know there's a fair amount of David Cronenberg that I that's haven't a, seen. I really like. Like the last two, last couple of films that he did with uh, Viggo Mortensen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. he kind of um, shifted away. History of yeah. Violence. History of Violence Such and Eastern movie. Promises. He shifted away from horror. Yeah. But there's Just still suspense. that, oh, but yeah, there's still, still that brutal. like gore, yeah. like, like I was not expecting that exactly. guy to get his like throat <laughs> yeah. slit and it's naked like, lunches. Uh, yeah. Burrows. Burrows, okay. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell he was definitely on. Smack! It is out there, man. Like we were talking the other day, out there. Brock. You've seen Nightbreed. Yep. Have you seen it, Nathan? Mm-mm. No, I it's, have not. Um, Clive Barker. Clive Barker is the thing he did after Hellraiser. Yeah. But Cronenberg plays a killer in it. Like play- accident. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's fucking great. Yeah. In that, movie. And that movie sucks. Otherwise, it's just <sighs> like I said. I, I I enjoyed it, but I haven't watched it for a while. But so. he is. Dude, dude, watch it, Nathan. It's it's a different take on horror. What's it called again? Nightbreed. Nightbreed. The the monsters are the good guys. Yeah. Um, it kind of plays on that trope. The music is what does it for me. Yeah, it's, it's but a good soundtrack. What uh, What do you think is uh, Cronenberg's best? Best video drum. Video drum. Personal and your favorite. Yeah. It's got your favorite James Woods in it. Dead. Dead heat between that and the fly. The fly is my favorite. Fly. I would have to say the fly is probably my favorite. But video. I give you video drum too. Yeah, I, love I, I would tie him. It's just so it's so goddamn weird, man. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I can't wait for you to hear all the stuff we say about the fly. It's such <laughs> a good movie. God, I don't want to go into it right now, but but yeah. Um, as far as the worst, I I guess Naked Lunch is probably my least favorite, just because it is so goddamn out there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> least digestible. Yeah, Naked Lunch. It's Cronenberg's Cronenberg. number deuce. What's your uh, number deuce? My number deuce has produced a lot of number deuce films along with some really good films, and his name is Ridley Scott. Oh, yeah, see? About went there. <laughs> but it didn't. Well, that's good. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's discuss. <laughs> yes, by all means. Hold on, i got to be on a timer. I don't want to talk too long. As Travis will get over. <laughs> He'll get over No, I've, I've never seen... A, a director that has done a more w- wide array of films covering no like shit, right? almost every <laughs> yeah. genre out there. 
Like Gladiator science, was on at outside of like outside, outside of straight horror, which he hasn't done, but yeah. but Alien is very so much close. like between horror and sci-fi. But he's done sci-fi, sci-fi horror, action adventure, crime, romantic comedy. Believe it or not, what he do that was romantic? Uh, yeah. What do I have down here that he? I know there was. Uh, I didn't list I'm it. I'm curious. Yeah, he's done one with. Russell Crowe. He's done several movies with Russell Crowe, and I think Gladiator, one Gladiator, I, I, it was, yeah. was called like A Good Year. I think is the one that he did that was romantic that sounds comedy. Familiar, and yeah. I'm not sure if I've seen it, but I mean, he's done historical epics, modern warfare, gangster, psychological thriller. I mean, he's pretty much directed everything, yeah, everything under, under the, the sun. sun. Um, and while his more recent filmography has been less than enthralling, I think that Ridley Scott seems uh, to get the, like the keys to the kingdom with anything that he wants to make now. You know, well, it's well, he's, yeah, I mean, yeah. I still, see. though, what was the last really decent Ridley Scott movie you've seen? Like really good, like Ridley Scott worthy film. Did he do? Uh, he did one of the Hannibal Lecter movies. That was not worthy. Whether it's retelling the story of Moses, <laughs> yeah, uh, making a very unsuccessful sequel, The Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> or driving the reputation of the Alien legacy into the ground. The man has a very well-rounded resume. <laughs> Oh, so what's his best? What do you, what do you think I, If someone put a gun in my hand, I'd probably say Alien. Worst. Um, worst? The deep I didn't like Prometheus. I really didn't, I didn't like either. Prometheus, and I didn't like Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal could have been better. I, Hannibal could have been better if they had... I had such high hopes for yeah. Prometheus, man. Me too. Prometheus, it but, just felt like... And then he was like, hey, guess what? We're going to make another one after this. I'm like, please don't. Just stop. Nope. Here's $200 million. Go make yeah. your movie. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, just, I actually like the one after Prometheus better than Prometheus. What's the one after Prometheus? It was um, Alien it, well, Covenant. What? Yes, yeah, Alien Covenant. Covenant. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. one where they land yeah. on the planet. It's got like Danny McBride in it. Yep. Yeah, I yep. watched. It wasn't. It wasn't bad, but it, it was like you've done this before. Yeah. That's what bothered yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. He, he's. It done was this member before. berries. Yeah. <laughs> it was what member berries. <laughs> it sounds familiar, but no. Yeah. <laughs> What's it yeah. mean? Member berries is basically like. Um, it's it's good because you've seen it before. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> kind of like like Force Awakens. Okay. It's basically the New Hope. Yeah, because you know they blow up. Re- look, it's pretty much. It's the exact same. They blow thing. up another. Yeah. So that's the reason it was so good. Different skins on the characters. Yeah. 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 Member, yeah berries. member berries. That's pretty good. Yeah. Blade Runner's a probably. Blade Runner's good too. Yeah. Well, Blade Runner's one of the movies that I fucking hated the first time I saw it. Same. Me too. But it, it grew on me. And now it's time. just amazing. See, and I did, and it, it's, it's, it's it grew on it. me quite yeah, a bit. Me too. Yeah, but my uh, so yeah. What's your uh, my number two is another David. His name is David Lynch. Oh yeah. There's two types of people oh, in the world. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you love David Lynch or you hate his guts. I, I think I'm in the middle on that one. There's really? a great, because I like some of his stuff, but I just don't. There's a great. Um, I just don't like all of it. It's not really a documentary. It's it's. Called the early works of David Lynch short films. Okay, it used to be on Netflix. Um, I don't believe I've seen that. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't good. think I ever some creepy shit in it. And there's yeah. one where uh, his version of the alphabet. It's like it's like a made like a school children. It's made to look like that, mm-hmm. but it's in his style and it is creepy as shit. Sure. Man. Yeah. And the letters pop up on the screen. Um, and this is where you get his aesthetic. What I'm trying to say is his movies aren't they're thin. Like plot wise, character wise, they're not they're not character pieces. They're more 
There's not a lot under the surface. Sketches. Yeah. There is, it's, but... But it's the, just, you won't understand it. Well, it takes you a, a, a viewing or two to get the main... Yeah. You just, like, these, of it? Like, yeah. these, you just... His characters are all, like, pretty guarded. Like, you don't... You only learn about them what you need to move the story. Right. Um, except for Lost maybe, Highway. Except for maybe Agent Cooper. God damn, I love Lost Highway. Oh, so do I. Um, his movies are more like... Mulholland Drive is pretty good, too. Uh, that's probably my favorite. Of his, his movies are Mulholland like pictures Drive. that move. And he started this with a... There was a painting he animated called Six People Getting Sick Simultaneously. And it's a painting he did of six people, and it's just he animated them vomiting. And it's not graphic. I mean, it's... I mean, it's, you know, people vomiting, but it's not... It does, it's, doesn't, it's not photoreal. Right. But you kind of... He's more interested in seeing characters move and interact and do stuff, and he has to write a story... And dialogue to right. to get to move it along, but he doesn't. He focuses more on the the visual. Like I like the, like the, the I like the lodge. stuff that he does that he has nothing to do with the material that he that's written because like if, the Elephant if, Man. The Elephant Man is yeah. amazing. Uh, the he straight get, the straight story is really good. He can get tedious, and that's why. So he, you, yeah, it's yeah. amazing to see the talent behind the camera when it's not his own work. Sure. That it that it's there. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. I would love to have seen his version of Return of the Jedi. I, that would have been so crazy. Yeah, that would have been weird, but it would have flopped. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but it it had been it'd the been fact wild. that Lucas like considered going. You know what? This guy's going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I saw a racer head. <laughs> I saw but, the elephant man. Yeah, I saw the elephant man. Let's. You want to do Return of the Jedi? Um, and he is actually. No, I'll I, do Dune instead. <laughs> I think I've mentioned it on here before. He's gone on record as saying Twin Peaks and Lost Highway happened in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think I've read that before too. That's, I, I think that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I would say my my favorite or slash his best film would be um, Twin Peaks as a show. So I'm not counting that. I, Lost Highway. Yeah, mine's Mulholland Mulholland Drive for me. And if I have to go into like the world that he's built, then I would go Twin Peaks mm -hmm. as his best material story wise. Like story wise, yes, yeah, for sure, absolutely epic. I would say because he did Blue Velvet too, right? Yeah. And that's my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, and it's. But you can see like the skeletal structure to an extent of jumping into Twin Peaks when he came from Blue right. Velvet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a yeah. Lost, movie Lost Highway is my favorite. Lost Highway. Yeah. So yeah, David Lynch is my number two. What's your uh, what's your number one, Brock? Numero uno would be Wes Anderson. You fuck. Really? That's my honorable mention. Yeah. Well, hey. So it's it's only an honorable mention. So it's only an honorable mention. But yeah, I I I love love his work. Um, I I, I appreciate that it's kind of like the whole Kubrick thing. Like if you're watching a Wes Anderson film, if you've watched any of them before, you know, you're watching a Wes uh, Anderson film. Yeah. Visually. I mean, he has a way of, you know, how his colors are bright, but bright, they're kind of, but they got that little, they're muted. Tinge. Yeah. yeah. His characters have that too. Exactly. There's a brightness to him. Like, the, like Gwyneth Paltrow, her character in Royal Tannenbaums. Right. You could see, like, there's a brightness to the character, but then it's kind of tarnished. Yeah. I'm not sure Damaged, how. Damaged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he gets that. I, I need to go back and start watching some of his stuff again, Man. because the, his first few films I've seen, and then I just kind of, it, it, he just didn't do much for me. And so, but everybody always talks about him, like, Every yeah, time I see back. one of his I know, movies, it's I'm, like, I'm like, this I need is to go back to the movie. And I watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, I really enjoyed Rushmore. I really enjoyed Rushmore. I was not huge on see, that's my least favorite. That's mine too, man. Like, Rushmore's on the bottom oh, really? of Really? Okay. Yes. I, I mean, you only got my, better is what you're My, my okay. favorite's Life Aquatic. 
I, I really mm. enjoy Life Aquatic, and I like the Grand, Buda, Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel. Hotel. I've heard that's incredible. And, I'll let you borrow it. And me and Lennon really dig the Isle of Dogs, which was... That's on, I think, that animated? I yeah, think that's on uh, HBO right now. I, need okay. to, I haven't seen that. It's so good. Um, he, the last couple of films he's done, like, like stop motion stuff, hasn't yeah. he? Or at well, least, the, the like Isle of Dogs is done. like one of the biggest productions okay. as far as like as many animators and as many plot or not plot but like um that's what i'm looking for like scene changes and just just intricate stop motion okay and the other thing i I like about that movie too is is like the the human characters are japanese so they speak in japanese but you don't get no subtitles (laughs) that's cool so you gotta pick up from it from like and, and like the dogs are they all talk obviously and the the voice cast that he got is just like is it Edward Norton one of the dogs show. Edward yeah, Norton okay. Brian Cranston Bill oh. Murray I mean Bill Murray's his guy Bill Murray is his guy he yeah he he likes Bill a lot and Bill likes him a lot so Bill's what's so funny quick to do a um, Wes Anderson flick I think I heard it on um, another podcast uh, it was uh, Mark Maron's podcast he was talking to. Angelica Houston and uh, Wes Anderson is kind of like the Coens in that he has there's I don't know that there are or aren't rewrites but this is my script and this this. is how I want you and she was telling a story like she went through a a scene a couple of times she was in Tenenbaums right he's she's been in some oh some of his stuff but he kept stopping her and she was like what's I'm sorry what's the problem he goes well there's a comma in that sentence so you need to pause pause. literally like I mean he wasn't a dick about it right yeah yeah he just he, that's how he wants it. it out that's how he wants it properly. Which okay. is so odd that he works with Bill Murray because Bill Murray's like, I look at the script once and I know where A is and I know where B is and I'll do whatever. And I I'm going to get there. And I yeah. can't, I can't see how those two would. Right. Maybe he just trusts Bill Murray to do. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is too. Because I know he's good. I know there's no way that Wes wrote Steve Zuzu because it that is a Bill Murray creation if I've ever sure. seen it. Sure. You know what I mean. So. So that's your favorite Life Aquatic. Yeah, that is my. That's my that's least favorite is uh, Rushmore. Yes. Well, you, what's your favorite, least favorite? I, I can't really honestly answer because I haven't seen enough of his films to go, this is the best one. But I liked Rushmore when I saw it. And I know I've seen uh, Royal Tenenbaums, but it's been forever. I, uh, and I don't hate Rushmore. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't hate Rushmore. I don't hate it. It's just but my least favorite. Compared to his, the grand scheme of things. scope of yeah. his films. My favorite is either uh, Grand Budapest or Darjeeling Limited. Oh, I forgot about Darjeeling Limited. Darjeeling Limited is... It's, if I've got that, Nathan, you can borrow it too. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. He uses, is it more Owen? Uh, he uses both. He uses, more Will, uses Wilson Owen. Brothers, but he's more Owen. Owen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they're both in that one. Um, Darjeeling. No, they're not. It's uh, it's just Owen. It's Adrian Brody, Owen Wilson, right. and yeah. Schwartzman. Yeah. He always uses Schwartzman. Yeah. That's what. Okay, that's who it is. He also does. So, Wes Anderson is your number one. He's my number one, yes. Okay. Nathan, your number one? Well... My number one, I would, I'm going to go back to my number two because I had one line that I was going to read that was going to go into my number one. Okay. I felt like Ridley Scott, I feel like he's probably one He's probably one of the reasons why Quentin Tarantino has made a statement that he's only going to make ten films and be done. Mm-hmm. And then I went in going, I can't very well bring up Quentin Tarantino <laughs> without putting him on my list. So Quentin is my number one. <laughs> And I steered the hell away from that because I knew one of you two <laughs> were going to do that. I, I figured he was going to do it. Uh, Tarantino's entire film career, you know, has been pretty much perfect. Like, well, almost. <laughs> Damn near. Like, yeah. it's, he's been part of, like, that, my fascination with just filmmaking and and 
just the film industry in general is mm-hmm. the fact that he's kind of been able to once he he sold a couple of scripts to make enough money yep. to do Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. the way he wanted to do it. Right. I got this great idea. It's pretty much almost like eighty percent is going to be shot in a warehouse, and then what we don't do is the story is just kind of told. Not chronologically, it's kind of flashback and back to the current yeah. and flashback and back to the current. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I have ne- I don't remember hearing the dialogue and the way people talked in a movie as original and unique and realistic. Because, sure. oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I don't know if Tarantino affected the way I talk when I talk about movies in general and and pop culture probably just in every day, it but it bit. probably influenced it, yeah. And so they have real people; they feel like real three dimensional characters that you would actually run into sure. right. usually. Yeah. But it's just that they start. He starts scenes in like mid conversation, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, interesting pop culture references. How he incorporates like his soundtracks to where it's like the lifeblood of most of his films. Yeah. There are some where it doesn't feel as important, but depending on the movie, like Pulp Fiction wouldn't be Pulp Fiction without the soundtrack that he chose for that movie. It's right. a character. Yeah, right. Absolutely. His Same with Jackie Brown. Just, yeah, his pictures are just so damn unique that they just they stand apart from almost anything out there that Hollywood puts out there, you know? Yeah. And that's why I think he's just so influential in, the, in that way. Jackie Brown's good, but it's it's my least favorite of his. He didn't write it. It's uh, Elmore Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's good. It's good. But you can tell... It wasn't his baby. Yeah. And I'm not... It's it's such an anomaly. If I I remember correctly, there was something that I was reading that he purposefully chose to want to do Elmore Leonard because it was kind of like a love letter to the fact that he started creating and writing characters and the way they talked and the criminals and what they did and and how they did it and how they spoke to each other. Okay. He kind of took that he was influenced by Leonard's material okay. by his books. And so he felt that there was kind of like a, I want to pay homage to him, but what's the best way I want to pick the story that I really like. And right. that's what I'm going to do. And so I'm going to pick Jackie Brown or rum punch or yeah. which I think is what the name of the novel yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. What's, so, uh, what's your favorite? I love, I love pretty much all of his movies, but Pulp Fiction is still number one. It's really where it just blew up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but is it just me or are are you at all concerned that there's only like one more one left? more left in yeah. the yeah, chamber? I, yeah, but th- <laughs> that being said, though, the, this recent trailer for the one that is coming out soon, I I'm really excited about. I'm I'm still I know it's going to be good, but his the tone of his movies has changed since Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, um, they're I'm not sure what I can't put my finger on what it is. But the way the they're a larger universe, they're a larger yeah. universe, and the stories that although he's got two different types of movies, he's got the movies that he makes, and then he's got the movies that he makes that people that live in his movies would watch. Right? Have you heard that theory? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what um, Kill Bill. Kill Bill is a movie that Vincent Vega would watch. Absolutely. Okay, uh, it's my personal favorite. Kill Bill. Yes. I really it's wish just one they of the had released Kill Bill like all. Oh together rather than in two right because i seen the first one was like you're gonna leave me hanging yeah and i gotta wait another year but i hadn't seen anything like that before django's good django's not my favorite django Django's good. hateful eight is also good i would probably put <laughs> if i had to go and put one one or two towards the bottom that i don't enjoy 
Django's to me is towards the bottom. Yeah. Um, and most likely Death Proof. Death Proof is what I was trying to think of. Death Proof is probably my least favorite. And he considers that his weakest film, too. There's not a lot happening. And no. I know it was part and of the Grindhouse thing. Was trying to, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I get that. And that's cool. I pulled up this article, and he basically goes, I'm like, I'm about my filmography. And if you're all about your filmography, then you're also about your grade point average. And one bad movie lessens the three, <laughs> three good ones. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to be an old man directing. I think directors are like boxers. They need to know when to hang up the gloves. They need to know uh, if they go any further now, even though I might make it, I'm going to start taking too many hits. And I don't think it's a young man's game. And if I survive 20 more <laughs> years and look at that filmography and feel pretty good so far, you know, I say that's a good I, You know, that's, yeah. that's good for me. That's a win. And it's kind of interesting that he's choosing to this is when i'm going to retire but i really have a hard time believing that he'll produce either he'll produce or he'll direct he'll start writing things that he may or may not ever put on screen it'd be interesting if he just started writing and just gave his material to other directors again that would be that'd be kind of funny because so tarantino is your number one but tarantino is definitely my number one my number one i just changed it midstream because i his name just popped into my head so i'm gonna wing it but my number one is Tobey Hooper. Is it pronounced Tobey, not Toby? Toby, Toby. It was Toby. Yeah. He always says Tobey. I think it's Toby. I don't know. Um, either way. But either way, yeah. Top Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the, and follow me on this. Take, don't think of the. Take a leap. No, just suspend your disbelief and don't think of it as just a, as a horror movie. It is, people say art is supposed to inspire in you some sort of reaction, right? Okay. All right. Good or bad. Yeah. And that movie is, there's a reaction there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's making a statement. He's making a statement about animal cruelty and vegetarianism and stuff like that. But that's not what people get out of it. There's, no, no. People don't yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. That's, I don't want to say that's, that's a deep, cop out. It's a deep dive kind of thing. Yeah. That's what he that's was saying. seven layers into your burrito. burrito. Exactly. <laughs> that I can't That you eat. can't eat anymore because of and grandpa. Just, and I know they had to do it because of how they had to do it, but the guerrilla filmmaking they did on that. Maybe. He wasn't so much outwardly brutal to the cast. It's just how they had to do it. Right. They all just went absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah. And he got robbed on... I know he gets credit for Poltergeist. Um, yeah. Spielberg took a lot of... Yeah, he doesn't get as much credit as he as he, as he actually deserves, I think. Spielberg tries to Cor- back away from it, but a lot now. of the... Ca- well, no. Now. Now. I don't know if he ever had issues with that. I think the problem was is a lot of the stars said, depending on who it was, who was directing the scene, too. And now I I don't question that he had a heavy hand in sure. the production of that film. He also he, he had a, I think he had a hard time letting go of I it. I think you're – yeah, yeah. He couldn't – well, his problem was he, he also couldn't do two movies at the same time. Yeah. And he had to choose to do E.T., so he had to let Polder guys go. Um, Toby's look was – what's his own? You know. Unless it's Poltergeist, and then it very much looks like Spielberg. It, it does. It very, do- yeah. it very much does. It does. And that's that's where sort of the uh, line in the sand gets drawn. Yeah. But um, Toby Hooper's my number one, because I, I bumped my actual number one to to be my honorable mention, since Brock stole my honorable mention. Mm. You guys have an honorable mention? I did not put down an honorable mention, because I figured at some point we may do this but again. But I won't, I won't run it down in the ground. I'll just be quick with Milos Foreman. Okay. He's got yeah. this. He has a lot of great films in his He can stuff. make people that actually existed, like 
Sid Vicious, Nancy Spungen, Larry Flint, yeah. Andy Kaufman. These Mozart. people, these people that are otherwise really hard to love, he gives them a humanity. Yeah. Um, endearing quality. Endearing qualities. Yeah, yeah, that's a much better way to say it. Um, yeah, Milo's form is my my honorable mention. Yeah, because Sid and Nancy were trash. They that movie's great. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long time. It's been a minute, I but I didn't know that's Gary he Oldman's did that. so good. Yeah. In it. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I'm not got a chaser. Okay, we we're gonna have to here. make this a regular episode because we're at an hour right now. Jesus, <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, fifteen minute Bob. Over fifteen here. minute Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. Of the hour, fifteen is mine. No one else could have talked. Yeah, exactly. Is this just a one round table? Yep. Okay. Rock, read it out. Out of Portland, Tennessee, Ward Jr. wants to know your thoughts. In the movie Inglorious Bastards, the first scene with Le- Lieutenant Aldo Rains, he had scars on his neck. What's your theory? Oh, okay. When he's talking to all of his troops and you yeah. see. I've got one. Do you? I do. I, I, I've honestly never thought that. Sort of two pronged is my theory. I've never really, um, I mean, I've noticed it obviously, but I've never really put any thought into how he got him. So I don't. I think don't really... it is. Because they make it prominent enough for you to see it and then they never explain yeah. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a hang him high reference. I think somebody hung him and he didn't get, he didn't get hung dead. And those are hmm. just his hanging scars. Just like when Eastwood says, you hang a man, you make sure he dies or whatever. Part of me wonders if it was a failed suicide attempt. Hmm. So it's still hanging scars. Well, Just, yes, I get okay. that. Right. No, yeah, yeah. That's it's whether or not they were uh, self-inflicting or not. I mean, I don't see Aldo as a suicider. It no. could be. Could be. But yeah, I'm guessing he pissed someone off. Oh, he pissed a lot of people off. His Italian is garbage too. Arrivederci. Buongiorno. Arrivederci. Yeah, buongiorno. <laughs> buongiorno. <laughs> that's a good question. No, that's. Dominic de Coco. <laughs> That's what I think. You got a theory, Bork? Not really. Because like I said, I didn't really even thought about it. I mean, so, I, I don't really see him... I, mean, I don't see him being suicidal, I guess. Uh, I don't either. And that would... My first indication is pretty much what Travis said, is that I think someone... He pissed someone off and... They hanged his they ass. They hanged his ass. It just, just didn't, didn't get take. the job done. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. just—it's not yeah. at that time. You don't think it would have been as traditional. He at, had uh, Tarantino hadn't done a western at that point. Yeah. Though. So uh, and I, the next two things he did were westerns. Well, awesome. This was. Yeah. I won't. I almost won't call this a pick six. I mean, it is, but no, you got to call it a pick six. It's just We've it's a really long six. pick six. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Are you going to break it in half? As long as balls. Don't let me break it in half. It's just I can't. We can't really call it a mini episode because no. It's not many. <laughs> there are many minutes in it. Um, well, awesome. I hope you guys are having a, a further good summer. Yeah. Season three is rapidly approaching. August 30th. August 30th. Appreciate the opportunity to come back on, fellas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We look um, forward to talking I'm, to you in the future. Yeah. You want to past. You yeah. want to, when Friday uh, the 13th comes around. Right. <laughs> you want to come hang in the in the in the Klopek Studios with uh, this big bald fucking me uh, and <laughs> talk about a pick six. Send us one. To uh, put them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. You can email us at sixpack.doublefeature at gmail.com. Get us those chaser questions to lisa.sixpack at gmail.com. Buy a t shirt, eight bucks plus shipping. Buy a sticker, two dollars shipped. Like us, rate us, review us. And then listen to Jamie talk about all the other stuff so Travis doesn't. 
repeat what she says. Rate us. Don't hate us. <laughs> we'll see we you guys. Five stars. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. The new Star Wars was not as good as everyone thought it was. It may seem fun to go back and recycle the past we loved, but we end up with no sustenance. I thought you were going to explain why people want a guy like me to be president. Well, that's important too, I guess, but it's just a symptom of the same thing. See, when a civilization has become so big, it starts to get lazy. And that's when you get member berries. They're nothing new. They date back all the way to the Roman Empire. Once too many Romans ate the member berries, there was no more growth. They rested on their laurels just eating and membering all the good stuff. I think those are just grapes. Thought so too, till I zoomed in. You see, we all want to go back to when we were kids. Simple ideas like a big man to protect us, keep us safe. Instead of a fresh new Star Wars, we want the old. Just recycled and plopped in our tummies.